So this is Naked Comedy, and this week we are with Paul F. Tompkins of Best Week Ever fame most recently. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How's, uh, you're in New York now, right yes, now. I How am. is the weather out there? It's uh, snowing right now, and uh, <laughs> we're promised uh, the latest in a series of storms of the century. Wow. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's laying down there. Pretty much. Wow. It's, uh, it's here to stay. <laughs> well, out here in sunny Southern California, it's a nice breezy 75 degrees. But that's we have what, been that's having... That's always is. Yeah, but we have been having a number of earthquakes, so... Oh, uh, I, miss, I miss earthquakes like I miss an old dear friend. <laughs> it's actually kind of scary. We're getting to the point where the big one is, is going to come at any time. And well, look, love is scary. You know what I mean? But yeah. Do you not want to have that experience? Of course you do. I do. I think... I think the only thing is we're on my apartment's on a third floor, and so I know we won't get smashed. But I just I don't know if I can live with the guilt of smashing other people. Like, you, is, is the third floor the top floor? Yeah, it's the top floor, and okay. I mean our our balcony already kind of sinks when you walk on it. So I mean, there's no hope for those people, no hope at all. They knew what they were doing when they rented that place. They did. They did. I mean. All right. I'll just we all make decisions in life that sometimes we regret. Yeah, and I mean, I I can't I can't be faulted for that. I just no, have to keep that in mind. <laughs> have to keep that in mind. That's we got right. the third floor, just how how God or whoever deity wanted it to be. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, best week ever is going to be coming up this week, right? This coming Friday. Yes, we're back on the air this Friday. Yes, and this is the this will be like the continuation of the first season that you're hosting it and. How did that come about? Because I was looking online, and most of the places that were talking about when you were becoming the host kind of said that, like, like they didn't really explain it. Like, how did that happen? How did you get to be the host? <laughs> uh, they still haven't explained it, uh, <laughs> even to me. Um, I think what happened was, um, you know, the, the show had been going on for, for about, um, what, four and a half years, I think? It, it, it started in 2004, and... It had been kind of going along in the same path, and, and the ratings kind of remained the same, and I think they, they wanted to shake things up a little bit and get a, a bit more uh, competitive in that time slot, you know? Yeah. Um, One thing I did read a lot is that um, they com- they compared this Best Week Ever to an angrier, more aggressive, earlier Best Week Ever, and... Personally, when I when I watched it, I just thought that the old one it wasn't aggressive as much as sometimes the announcer was just a little too much. Not right. aggressive, just just too much, like too much observation. I didn't know that could be possible, but sometimes <laughs> it was. But well, they, I think that uh, you know what we're what we're trying to do now is is you know because one of the other reasons to to change the show um, to uh, to a hosted format and a more written format. Um, uh, as opposed to in the past, what it had been was a panel of uh, rotating panel of comedians who were uh, riffing. You know, they were they were uh, writing their own material um, uh, most of the time um, on these various topics. And uh, you know, the 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 producers of the show they're relying on all these comics to come up with stuff on all these topics. Then they have to sift through hours and hours. They would have to sift sift through hours and hours of tape to get the best bites from, from, from the comics and, and what is the best take on this uh, topic and so on and so forth. And this is just a much more easier and more controlled way to do things. Um, and I think makes it less uneven, yeah. you know, because it's all, everything's coming from the same place. Yeah. And you ha- we all have more time to work on the stuff, to refine it, 
um, you know, in, in the short amount of time that we have to get it on the air, since it's a, a topical show. Um, so the, the, there was an effort there to just kind of uh, get it get it to be more consistent. And yeah. uh, I think one of the things that we're trying to do now that that we can control these kind of things, and we we can have a uniformity of tone, you know, since all the writing is coming from one office. Um, there is, uh, you know, uh, uh, for me, um, you know, there there is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more anger, maybe a little bit more trying to go after, uh, uh, you know, better targets. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than kicking people while they're down, which I think is very easy to do, and that's what the internet is for. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, going after uh, people who who kind of deserve to be taken down a peg or two, rather than uh, you know the people who are. Uh, Oh, clearly having problems. Yeah, know? like like Britney Spears. You know that was uh, we all had a good laugh for a while, but then it became serious. You know it wasn't funny anymore. And you know something like Amy Winehouse. You know we used to joke about a lot, but you know like she might be dead in a week. You know, yeah. and God forbid we're we're doing some joke and you know about her hilarious drug <laughs> drug addictions, <laughs> and then she dies. You know that Friday. You know it's, an hour before the show, and it's too late to change anything. You know it's so but, funny uh, you said I mean, that. Yeah. Doug Benson has that, said that same thing on his album at some point. It's just like it would be it would suck if Britney Spears died when I said this joke. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would. It would, Doug. <laughs> but uh, um, but you know it's it's good that he put that on a CD then because <laughs> eventually she will die. Hopefully of old age and nobody will really get that upset. Hopefully it'll be of, of natural causes. Yeah. Uh, one thing that is cool about the show too is it seems to be having more of a, a steady cast. Like some of the comedians, you're like uh, shrinking the number of comedians that are on there, and it's kind of nice to give it separate it a little bit more from like the the I love the eighties, I love toys, all those like yeah. I love shows where it's like tons of people, which is great, yeah, but it yeah, yeah. it separates you guys more, and it like makes you more memorable, definitely. I think so because uh, that formula is out there so much now. People sitting in chairs talking for, you know, a few seconds at a time, that, there's plenty of that. If that's what you want, and, and people that, that, missed the, uh, that missed the old format, there's, there's so many of those shows now <laughs> where people are sitting in chairs in front of construction paper talking for, you know, tiny little sound bites. There's a lot of that. You yeah, know? and you still get that in the show, just it's more directed. Like... Yeah, it's more directed, and, and we, we get to spend a little bit more time. I think the show is still fairly fast-paced, but we get to spend a little more time on certain ideas, you mm-hmm. know, which I think is, you know, it, you're only doing a disservice, I think, if you have a rich topic and you do one joke on it and then you're done, you yeah. know. It, and there's a, there's, that's why we have, you know, we still have the, the, the really funny panelists that we have is because these are people that, uh, we can go to with uh, uh, a topic that that will yield a lot of of laughs and uh, have them carry it. You know, um, not obviously not. You know, some things just deserve one joke, but there's there are certain things, little trends that we spot. You know, we did a thing with Paul Shear about um, shows that. That, uh, that was you know that, that shouldn't exist. That but was do. amazing. I've been wanting. I've been trying to. I like two weeks before that came on. <laughs> I had this idea to do that on my show. I just didn't know how to like you know over radio. Like how are you going to make it interesting? And, stuff. and then that came on, and I was just so happy that it had been done. That somebody somebody did it. Somebody tackled that issue. Yes, that is, <laughs> I know that exact feeling. Even if uh, I've had the same experience where I've I've been you know trying to get. Uh, you know, th- there's like a, a topic that you that I have n- that I knew was sort of uh, 
rife with with uh, the hilarity, but I couldn't quite you know figure out how to explain it. <laughs> and then seeing somebody else do it, and I did take a satisfaction. Well, at least that idea is out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if I wasn't the person. At least, at least people are seeing it, thinking about it. It's all good. <laughs> it's been exposed. <laughs> Do you think that all? Because um, the show, the new show format is still developing, like it's still growing. Yeah. Um, do you think that all you're going to bring in any of your um, like experience in writing sketch to the new show? Yeah, I, I, I you know, we did a, we did a bit with uh, Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men mm-hmm. um, that was just kind of. It ended up just being a straight-up sketch, you know. It was, it, she, first of all, she was on our show to promote uh, a play. That, that was ridiculous. But, you know, that's, that's a, a thing that you can only see in one place if you happen to be there, you know, if you make a special trip. Um, and it's a play, and we're best week ever. Um, but it was great. We didn't want to pass up the opportunity to have her on the show. So we ended up doing this thing that ended up being just sort of a straight-up, Sketch, you know, we we mentioned the play that she was doing at the very beginning, and then it became this uh, this little scene about um, you know my my mother coming home, and uh, I panic because I'm not allowed to have girls on the set, mm-hmm. so we climbed down a ladder into this weird <laughs> this weird underground fantastical kingdom that I have uh, under the set, um, and uh, you know then she. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I explain this is a place that I like to go, and uh, I offer her um, a sparkling apple cider, which she <laughs> accepts, but then I say I'm not allowed to have it because it's full of sugar, and uh, then, you know, I hear my mother again, and I make her leave, and uh, that was it, you know, so that was, that had nothing to do with, with pop culture, it had nothing to do with, uh, um, you know, the, the thing that she was ostensibly there to promote, but it was funny and fun, and, and you know, I, I, I think we can reserve the right to do that every once in a while, to yeah. just have something on that's just fun. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely like how everybody's character, you know, quote-unquote, like, everybody's character on the show is kind of getting more developed, and, like, yeah. I don't know if it's because... I'm so like I'm so personally into sketch or mm-hmm. because I know like your history and what you've done but I just I I see the show like developing more of a sketch like quality. I don't know, maybe that's just me projecting onto you. You can no, take that I in as you want, that, but I think that it's it's you know, we we now have the ability to uh to do more, you know. Um it's not just restricted to uh somebody making a joke you know the show is 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 becoming much less joke oriented i think and more about um i don't know i don't know what would would be the opposite of that i guess you know more performance oriented i suppose yeah so that uh we can we can sort of now act out what is silly about this clip that we're showing you know yeah that's Um, true my favorite part of the last show you did the the year-end hour-long uh-huh. special was the very end with the the Corey <laughs> Corey what's his name and Corey yeah yeah, yeah you two yeah. and your little song at the end like that whole five <laughs> minutes was my favorite part of the entire hour like that I I watched that that entire thing at least eight times just for that <laughs> like I think I just love like it's a joke already like just in existence you didn't even have to say it it's like a joke but to then act it out just brings this whole other level of absurdity to the show that still falls and follows the entire format of the show but just makes it so much more 
Yeah, and now I think there's there's what, what we really want to do is is have an aspect of it uh, have have the, have the vibe that you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's not just like an it's not just a thirty minute sort of late night monologue. You know, it's not like you know uh, you know if you watch if you watch a talk show and they do the monologue and they cover kind of the week in in what's happened in in the news and pop culture blah blah blah. You know, in in the old show, I think there was. It was mostly that, you know, we would we would do the, you know, uh, a few bits every episode more and more as the show went on. I think this is this is just the next step in the evolution of the show, you know, that started out as uh, a talking heads show only. Um, and then gradually we added more production elements into it. And now I think we're here and it just makes sense. You know, we've we've already done we already we kind of exhausted the the talking head format, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that the. Uh, that the the sketch aspect of it, the acting things out, I think, um, you know, makes it more. I just, I think it just makes it more interesting to watch, if nothing else. You know, if it's just like sitting there, not, not, not. You're all of a sudden you're not expecting. Well, after these commercials, just just going to be another barrage of jokes. Yeah, you know, and definitely like even people who aren't as familiar with sketch versus like talking head, like jokes versus commentary or any of that. It seems like more shows today are having that, that kind of unknown aspect to it. And people are, are liking that. Like they don't know why, like they might not know what it is like exactly and why they like it, but Mm -hmm. people are, are open to new kinds of comedy and you definitely have a team on the show that is ready to do that. Like Paul Shear, Doug Benson, all of them, yeah, I'm Jessica, sure can transcend just a joke. Yeah. Brit, yeah. It's, it's, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I think that the, you know, as, as written, uh, television is, is shrinking away because of, uh, reality TV, um, as it continues to do, you know, which, which long past, I thought that it would, I thought that the, the backlash yeah. against reality Actually, TV would have happened already. I was just writing something, um, I was just writing something on the hills, mm-hmm. and I looked it up on uh, Wikipedia. Apparently, that show—I have it up right here—was named. Where did it go? Oh no, yeah, the hills was named uh, a new classic and ranked 82 on the 100 best shows of the last 25 years from classic. Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, it's wow. called a new classic, and like. That just was kind of weird to me because I grew up with reality TV and I can't take it seriously. Right. Like I know that it all exists and I I will admit I've watched every I Love New York. I've watched all those like really crappy wow, reality God, shows. I love you. I, I, I got to do it. Somebody's, maybe I'm a Nielsen person. I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. But <laughs> someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it and know what to talk about. But it's just like. I can't take that seriously, and if yeah. that's what our generation is going to be known for, like I feel like along with this reality TV kind of format, there is a lot of really good TV that's that's going on, but isn't really known. I don't know if that's because like I I know that so many people think of like comedy as not being like a higher art form, but yeah. I feel like a lot of comedy shows like that are written are doing really interesting, cool things, and people knew about them like. Like you guys have a you guys have a good um a good place because people know you and people like may have started just because of the talking heads but you can take that audience and it, expose them to new things and get them into these things. Yeah, I mean what we want to do is, you know, we, the the function that we want to serve is to uh um 
you know, kind of uh, in, inform people in a way too, and that's one of the one of the fun things is 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 to be a source of information for people about what happened that week, what crazy kind of stuff happened. But also, I think that you know, with with the the, the TV climate the way it is today, you have to be competitive, and I think that the shows um, y- y- you have to fight for people's attention, and if mm-hmm. they're gonna if they're gonna watch you. Over you know uh, rock of love bus um, you know it's because you have to stand out in some way you have to you have to you have to intrigue people you know and I think that's going into this new season that's um, definitely what we're looking to do you yeah. know is to keep people engaged in that way and keep people guessing and 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 uh, you know challenging ourselves and and making it you know really the bottom line is making it worth people's while to watch you yeah. know uh, my my thing about comedy has always been you have to give the audience something they couldn't have come up with on their own mm-hmm. you know otherwise what's the point you know uh, most people think they're funny and those people are wrong mm-hmm. so you have to show them <laughs> you kind of have to show them this is why we're on tv you know <laughs> and this is why it's not just you know we're not just sitting in our basement making youtube videos mm-hmm. you know this is this is there's a reason Everybody here is paid. There's a reason you my know. YouTube video is much more popular than yours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Although that is not the case. Our videos get very few hits. <laughs> Whenever we post stuff to YouTube from the show, it really we checked one the other day and it got like 44 hits. I was just about to ask if you guys like had any plans because so many, so many shows are starting to branch out into the whole, not just internet thing, but like so many mini-series that are going along with it. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, I know best day ever. I'm not even sure. Is it is it still happening? Is it not happening? It kind of like comes and goes. No, it's coming back. Yeah, okay. it's coming back. Um, and I think in February, the beginning of February. Okay. Uh, which uh, best best day ever actually is. Uh, you know, the, there's so many different weird tiers to the ratings and stuff like that. But in in certain. Uh, there's a certain reflection of the ratings where Best Day actually gets more audience than Best Week does. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, the, I, I, I don't know if it's because of the shows well, that Best Day follows. Best I Week ever we, also shows like 16 times in one week. So you kind of have to add up all those things. Because like, I know I'm not home usually Fridays at 11, right. but I'll watch it Saturday in the morning. So right, which a lot of people do, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know what... I don't know if that's, you know, uh, every single time <laughs> or, or if it's on first airings. You know, mm-hmm. I have no idea how that breaks down. But, uh, you know, because I think we typically follow, I think we follow a rerun usually of some show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of proud of us for hanging in that long, you know, because the, the, the VH1 uh, playbook has changed so many times in the last five years. Yeah. You know, that they were doing all behind the music for a while. Then they were doing... Uh, all, uh, you know, I love the shows, all nostalgia shows. And then now they're doing this all uh, uh, reality, disgusting dating shows, you know. Um, and we're still in there, you know. We're, we're, we're still hanging in there. Um, and, and hopefully we'll continue to do so. Uh, yeah, no, it definitely sounds like VH1 is behind you guys. Um, I think I was reading on the VH1 site um, when they interviewed you about being a host that, when they wanted to change the format, it wasn't even about ratings. They just wanted to give you guys something new. Like, it sounds like they are supportive of the creative growth and, you know like, just hope that it'll work. They absolutely are, and I, I give VH1 so much credit because they will try things. 
you know, and there's there's a lot of stuff that hasn't made it to the air, but they will they will try things, and they will unlike uh, any other network that I've dealt with, they'll do a pilot for a show, um, and if they don't like the pilot, um, they'll say, well, let's try it again, let's let's do it again, uh, you know, that exact thing didn't work, but let's try it again with significant changes, you know, which most networks I think you know they'll make some notes if it's going to go to series, yeah. you know, and they'll say, here's what we have to change, but we're definitely going to pick this up. Yeah. one Before they decide to pick it up, they say, let's just see it again, you know, uh, let's not give up on this yet. Yeah. I think a lot of the, the stations that are doing really well have these people in charge who do have that mindset of, like, let's try new things. Like, let's try something that I like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, that yeah, seems yeah. to be the new, that seems to be the new formula for success. It, if you're going to be, like, a business CEO and you're listening, that's the formula. I, I think it has to. I think it's the formula for success for people who are actually successful is that they, <laughs> they take some chances, you yeah. know. Um, and you play it safe, I think you're only going to go so far. Um, but, yeah, VH1 has been, uh, you know, they've been so cool about, about this show and really uh, enthusiastic, um, uh, you know, both to, to me and to the, to the whole team that puts the show together. They have been nothing but supportive. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear that you guys are so gung-ho about it. It seems so on the show, but it's nice to hear from The Voice that you guys are so energetic about it. I think it's going to turn into something even better than I it think is so, right too. Now. I think we're on our way. I, 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 I was kind of bummed that we had that, uh, that break for the holidays because we just got started. You That's know? what I was wondering, if it was like a test, if you guys had to do like a test thing and they wanted to see how it reacted, or if you just took time off. For the holidays, we took yeah. That break was always going to happen. I think even before it was decided to to go with the with the new format and what what that uh, those five uh, you know kind of sneaking those five episodes in at the end of the year and not really making a big uh, deal about it. Um, you know, with the initial changeover was sort of allowed us to 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 do some on the job training for the new show. Yeah. You know, and kind of get it. Uh, get it in place so that uh, there's going to be a much, uh, uh, you know, by VH1 standards, a much bigger publicity push um, in, in in this coming uh, year. Um, well, college radio has your back. <laughs> have your back. <laughs> our demographic is going to be there in carloads. Okay, well, apparently, <laughs> our, our ratings have gone up in that demographic. In, yeah. in the, you know, yeah. the, 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 it's, I forget what it's called, but it's the thing where people watch in groups. Mm, yeah, um, it's got a specific name, but that people are stoners get, getting together. Well, who knows what they're doing? Um, you know, it might be popcorn eaters. Uh, people like to microwave up a big bowl of popcorn. I'm pretty sure popcorn. anything that you can think of, if you put stone before it, it will still make sense. So. Hey, whatever gets you through the night, that's what I say. Whatever gets people watching. That. Exactly. Look, they were going to get high anyway. They might as well watch. They might as well watch it. Well watch it. What, yeah, it'll just make it better. Whatever. I love them. So I, I hope that their supply of Doritos never runs out. <laughs> so you moved to New York to do the Best Week Ever show, right? Yeah. How, yeah. Was that worth it? I know you've lived... You came from New York, or you've lived in New York before? You've been... No, I grew up in Philadelphia, okay. and then moved to Los Angeles in 1994. Okay. Um, so I you know, grew up uh, in the East and, and uh, stayed in Los Angeles for so long that I kind of I had gone native... Mm-hmm. Um, and now I come here with my very thin blood, uh, <laughs> just in time for one of the coldest winters on record. <laughs> well, I'm a California baby, so to me, it, like 
I don't know if Philadelphia is that far from New York or any no, of that stuff. Everything, so the whole East Coast is New York to me. That's exa- well, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. And you know, in, in a certain sense, you're right because it's you know this is I, I uh, this weather it all came back to me. You know, <laughs> um, and it's the snow. The first snowfall is so pretty, and then uh, it turns to slush, and then it turns to that gray crust on the <laughs> side of the road, and it's very bleak and uh uh it, it brings you down but uh i'm sure i'll get used to it as i got used to it back then yeah it's fine i mean if you could live in la with the gray landscape i was there for the first time <laughs> in the day and i don't know how long i'm always there at night but i was there yesterday in the day and i just realized you know what i'm never gonna come out during the day when i move here i'm just gonna just gonna sleep come out at night <laughs> nocturnal I, no one needs to see me during the day then you'll come out when it's nice and pretty with the lights and everything. <laughs> when it's nice and pretty and you can't see the yellow tone of the concrete. It's <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> In any case, um, but we miss you at UCBLA. Um, I was there at the, the Xmas show, and that was 3 a.m. for you, right? When you came on, did the, the video, the yes, video feed with us? In, where the hell was I? I, I was Virginia? in Alexandria, Virginia, and uh, I, I had... I think I put my my coat and tie back on. Yeah, you were you were dressed up. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was I was already ready for bed, and then I got <laughs> talk. I was just kind of checking, you know, my computer before I went to sleep. And uh, Susan, uh, who who is uh, who one of the people who runs the uh, the UCB, mm-hmm. um, saw me on iChat and got on there and said, "Oh, we got to do this thing where you, <laughs> you know, we'll do we'll do an iChat hookup." That was that I think that was. Two hours before it ended up actually happening, I, I think I got it at midnight my time, oh. and then finally we were able to figure out figure it out technically by three a.m. Yeah, because it was I was um, in the early part of the show in the first sketch of the show they had somebody I can't remember his name but he's a UCB regular um, play you as one of the oh James Adomian yeah. yeah 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 as a defender of pop culture and we were all like oh that's so sweet and then when you came on it. <laughs> At um, midnight, we were all just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And I told the person next to me, like, because um, somebody next to me was like, wow, he's still in his three-piece suit. That's amazing. I was like, dude, he's totally in his boxers. You know that. So Newscaster style. <laughs> I was just, it's how it is. You, whatever you don't need, you don't need exactly. efficiency. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to get up. But so how are you enjoying the UCB New York? I know almost everybody involved in UCB is like bi-coastal, but now that you're, now that that's your hub, how is it? Well, you know, uh, the show keeps me pretty busy. I've only <laughs> done, I've only been to the UCB a couple times since I've been here, but it's been, uh, it's been great, you know. Um, the, the, those guys are so, they're so nice to me and so welcoming to me, like, like the theater in LA, you know, so it's, 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 it's that great, uh, you know, having family in two cities kind of uh, vibe and, and Everybody's really cool, so I, I'm I'm going to be. I expect to be doing uh, more shows there as 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 time goes on. Do you think you're going to start another or start a, a series show, or do you think this the best week ever is going to take up most best of your time? Best taking up so much time. I'm doing a, a, a monthly thing for for now, um, which is a, it's about all I can handle because it's, it's so simple and it's two blocks from where I work. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Thursday, one Thursday a month, uh, Janine Groffalo and I are going to co-host this. Um, stand-up show uh, at the 92Y Tribeca Theater. Um, We just did the first one together uh, a couple nights ago, and it went really well. And we just just come out uh, together, and we kind of uh, banter back and forth for a while, talk about whatever comes into our heads, and 
and then host the rest of the evening. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so that for me is like, you know, it's a Thursday that I would be, you know, at nine, nine o'clock, I'd be wa- just walking from the office to that show, um, not having to prepare anything and introducing people. And that's about it, you know, yeah, well, like, cause I thought I, when I first was getting ready to come here, I thought, Oh, I'll do the show that I used to do. I used to do this, uh, this, uh, variety show mm-hmm. at Largo in Los Angeles. And I thought, I'll do that because I have this backlog of material. You know, I'll, I'll get uh, a band together and we'll do all the songs and, you know, all that. And then I, as soon as the show started, uh, Best Week Ever started, I realized I'm not doing any of that. There's no way that's going to happen. Like, I'm so beat by the end of the week, you know, um, that I, I, it's, it's all I can do just to do errands, you know. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's uh, uh, most of my energy goes into the show. You know, it's, it's a... Uh, it's a full-time job that, that really, um, I'm happy to say, uh, keeps me engaged the whole time I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never a moment where, uh, you know, my, my idle moments where I'm just kind of, you know, checking email or whatever are very, very few. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never in my office. I'm always walking around and talking with people. And uh, it's, it's great. You know, it's great in that, in that way that uh, I, I, I love working on the show and, uh I, I like that it, it takes up so much of my energy. Which really it good. does take up so much of my energy. I'm really happy that you found something like that, because everybody should have a job where it doesn't feel like work, where it's just something I agree. you do. Where it's, I, I it's just how it is. It is. I, I feel very fortunate to have to have gotten to this point. Yeah. But you are going to be doing some stuff outside of Best Week Ever. Well, you already did, um, you have an upcoming movie, The Informant? <laughs> yes. If I'm still in it, we will I, see. I do need to ask, because there are so many comedians in it. There's like Bill Dwyer, there's Andy Daly, there's Pat Nozzle, but the synopsis looks like a drama movie, so... What, what is the what is the deal with it? Is it is it a comedy? Is it they said dark comedy, but every yeah, synopsis I've read is just it seems so serious. So like, I don't know. It just seems very intense. And then I see these names, and I'm I'm confused. I'm baffled. Well, the story of this guy, uh, Mark Whitaker, is so crazy. He was this kind of insane dude who was trying to play both ends against the middle um, with the FBI and. Uh, this uh, huge uh, corporation, um, you know, he was trying to be a whistleblower, but also, uh, I think, extorting money from people from, from the corporation, you know, trying to, um, it, it, or embezzling, I'm sorry, not extorting, embezzling mm-hmm. money from them. Um, it, it was this insane story. So I think that what Steven Soderbergh was going for with this was, was you know, it is, it is a really subtle, uh, from, from what I could tell, uh, black comedy but I think the subtext, uh, you know, it's like a sort of a subtext thing having all these comedians in, in supporting roles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, because this guy, I think because this guy's story is so crazy. Yeah. It, it's really nuts. And it's, it's, you can't, you can't believe it. You know, the, <laughs> the things that this guy did, like, it's, it, he, he was, out, he's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. It's, it's, it's really fascinating. So it's not going to be like a there will be blood situation where we just see like the back of everybody's head or something like that. <laughs> no, you will actually, <laughs> it's a lot less murky than there will be blood because it's modern time. So there's so much more lighting available. I mean, I really like there will be blood, but I could have done with like a quip, you know, in the middle of it. Like when the gusher went off, like something, something could have, it could have been better. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And, I understand. <laughs> um, but no, you, you're going to see everybody. It's, it's, uh, it's really it's crazy it's crazy my first day on the on the set um was in uh decatur 
Illinois, and I was there with uh, Pat Oswalt and uh, Alan Havy and uh, Tony Hale. No, was Tony Hale? No, Tony Hale was not there. Um, God, who else? There was so many. You know, it was all these comedians in this in this courtroom scene. Um, and then I did another day on it in uh, in Los Angeles with Tony Hale from Arrested Development, mm-hmm. who plays a lawyer in the movie. And, and mm. uh, it's yeah, it's nuts. It's 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 like a weird. Uh, you know, uh, uh, espionage thriller version of it's a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, oh, well, it's Do already not quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's already it's been already it's already been quoted. This is going to be podcasted. <laughs> this is forever. <laughs> we'll transcribe just that just that line. That's well, only. You know what? If that misrepresents the movie, I'm sure I've already been cut out of it. So what do I care? It's okay. I think. Uh, well, there's already a big buzz on the message boards don't judge me <laughs> and I, I i i'm gonna definitely go see it. i think a lot of people are excited for it um but you're well, also I'm, I'm very curious to see what it what it's all gonna be you know cause i was there for so little i i read the script you know but it's it's uh yeah i have no idea what it's gonna look like i'm i'm excited to see it it seems like it could either be really good or very strange but either way probably good <laughs> but you're also coming out for sf sketch fest right Come, yeah. in the coming weeks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're which gonna, i'm really looking forward to you're doing game show which game show explosion i haven't seen yet <laughs> but i saw clips of it from last year's and i am going to be going this year to uh see the shows and kind of talk to comedians afterwards maybe do like a special for the show i'm sure i will see you there i probably will but so tell me about game show because i'm excited for it but i've never seen it live so but well, i've heard that uh, it's amazing there's this uh, show that we did in Los Angeles for uh, for a little while called Game Show Explosion, <laughs> which was hosted by Jimmy Pardo, and uh, it was sort of similar to uh, a show, uh, an old game show from the from the seventies, whose name escapes me right now. But this show, Game Show Explosion, <laughs> is like that show. Um, you have some panelists, and it's a sort of uh, almost Mad Libs sort of uh, uh, feel to it. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's, I'm really looking forward to doing it. Jimmy Jimmy Pardo was hilarious. Like, where you guess the words, like the pyramid game? Uh, not not quite. You have to, um, uh, you know, you're asked to. Jimmy will ask the panel a question, um, you know, some sort of scenario, and then you have to provide one word, you know, in the in the one word is left out. You have to provide the word, and then the contestants have to guess. Uh, they have to provide the word as well, and if you match the um, if the contestants and the and the panel uh, come up with the same word, then the contestant wins points. Mm. Well, it sounds fun. It's a game that involves matching. <laughs> matching. Yeah. Well, I'm and excited. It's called to... Game Show Explosion. <laughs> I'm excited to see Game Show Explosion <laughs> at the SF Sketch Fest, and if anybody is in the SF area. They should check it out. It'll they be fun. They absolutely should. They always put up, uh, put together a great uh, lineup of Sketchfest people, and um, it's. I, 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 this is my third or fourth year, something like that, mm-hmm. going, and I, I, I really love it. I'm really excited, especially for like. There's so much going on this time. There's a the state is reuniting. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they have a lot of people um, from UCB coming up and doing CDRs and stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be good. It'll be great, and it's cool to get that that kind of show outside of LA. Cause, yes, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, I know I feel like I'm really lucky to be here, like near it. But there are so many people that can't see this kind of stuff because it's only in LA or New York or that kind of stuff. I, I in my in my travels, I hear that from people a lot that they they are 
so jealous of people in, in New York and L.A. Um, because of the 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 uh, oh, con- the concentration of uh, you know all their favorite comics. Yeah. You know, um, and especially you know that comedy Death Ray is insane. Like the, the the lineups that they've been putting together consistently for you know however what three four years it's yeah. been uh, something like that that it's 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 really crazy and that they keep putting new people into the mix which does not happen a lot with shows like that you yeah. know where it'll be you know it's the same dozen people in some combination or another yeah. but they they really look for new people and and work new people in that rotation and yeah. it's, uh, it's great I, uh, Scott and BJ. Scott Ackerman and B.J. Porter put together that, that amazing show year, year after year. And now they started their SF, uh, their, I want to say that, uh, CDR sketch show, which it just started, but it seems like it's going to take off just as well. Oh, wait, I don't know anything about that. Oh, the uh, CDR sketch like just started last week. It's, um, it's pretty much anything that doesn't fit in the CDR um, like format of stand-up or you know, kind of outside of stand-up, right. is going to be on SF Sketch. Or, why do I keep saying CDR that? Sketch. CDR Sketch. You just like initials. I, I just like it, mixed up. I like getting things short. But, <laughs> um, like, the first the first uh, one of it, they had Bob Odenkirk doing characters again. And, like, character work is something that I really love, and I'm sure a lot of people do because everybody there was ecstatic. Oh, I'm sure. But, like, that's the kind of stuff that you don't, usually get to see at CDR and they have this this thing now and now I'm so excited for people like like Zach Alfanakis and so many else of these people who do more of a like performance art kind of thing yeah. to have like a space for it because I feel like when people like that are on CDR like they they do their thing still but they kind of tailor it more to the CDR crowd but like right. CDR sketch is going to be just anything goes kind of thing that is great to hear yeah so it's it's exciting it's exciting you should come back and and check it out and move back to la and come back to ucb (laughs) (laughs) we'll see maybe this time next year best week ever with paul f Tompkins will be a gigantic hit and i could take it wherever i want (laughs) you should take it to wyoming Oh, that's not a bad idea. Jackson Hole. <laughs> Just bring it next there. Dick Cheney. <laughs> well, it was great talking to you. We, uh, Best Week Ever is going to restart this coming Friday the... What is it? 16th? No. Uh, 16th, yes. The 16th. 16th at 11 o'clock? That's correct. 11 o'clock. So everybody check it out. Thank you so much for you, doing Sam. the interview. It was so much fun. Hopefully My it was pleasure. fun for Thank you. Thank you, Sam.